When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I hate to interrupt Adele uh, with that beautiful voice, but I have to. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. What is uh, your favorite Hollywood memoir? 651 641 1071. Bradley is on the hunt. For some good Hollywood memoirs. Yeah. 651-641-1071. And I actually, you know, I'm just curious to hear what other people think, not because I'm looking to read uh, one, but there is one that I am looking to read that I wanted to share with you guys. So 651-641-1071, a Hollywood memoir that you love. Um, This came as a result. Thanks for asking. Why did this um, come? (laughs) Because... Why? I'm going to walk over here now. Yeah, good idea. So Sharon Stone has been talking, oh, yeah. you guys. And we know that she's got this memoir out, right? And at first, I'm just like, oh, here we go. I got all these stories as I'm digging through because, you know, we live in pop culture world. So I'm going through the timeline and I'm just like, oh, here's another Sharon Stone's pushing her memoir book uh, story. Um, Because, you know, like they take snippets out of the memoir and turn those into posts, right? right. So you'll see like... Here's a curious factoid about Sharon Stone you never realized. And look, for what we do, sometimes that can be like annoying because it's just like day after day. This is a publicity tour for a book. However, I'm like, this is obviously happening. So let's take a look at it. Right. And as as I was going through some of these stories, I thought, well, okay, I actually think I might want to read this memoir and not because I'm a particular fan of Sharon Stone. Sure. I loved her. She's sort of an icon of the 80s and 90s, right? Like, in film for us. um, For a lot of reasons. But she, in one particular article, it talks about how um, she... I'm just going to read some of her words. She says, um, the whole world has made up a story about me. The whole world makes up stories about famous people. They just come out as a regular... Or they just come out of a regular life, just like everybody else. And I thought, well, okay, that's surprisingly insightful and, right. and true. And then it goes on to talk about how she grew up in uh, Pennsylvania and she started as a McDonald's fry cook, um, you know, before going on, of course, to do all the things that we loved. And there was just something sort of very normal and natural the way she describes how she approached writing this memoir and the things that she's talking about, where I thought, huh, she seems like she might actually have a way of talking about her experience that I might enjoy listening to. And for me, a Hollywood memoir, that's what I want. Like, I want somebody who I feel like I can relate to, even though... 
I I cannot relate to Sharon Stone ever. But if she's talking to me in a way like, for example, another great Hollywood memoir, and we've talked about this a number of times, is Debbie Reynolds. Um, Her last, I don't know if it was her last memoir, but one of her last memoirs that she wrote, it was just written in such a way that you felt like, you know, like, I got this friend, her name's Debbie, and she's got a lot of stories to tell. Well, and especially when you get to listen to the audiobook, and it's the person who wrote the book, whose memoir it is, telling their own story, and you do feel like you're walking around the lake with your buddy, Debbie Reynolds, or, you know, driving on a on a road trip with your friend Sharon Stone or whatever. Yeah. 651-641-1071. Great Hollywood memoirs. We uh, do have some callers on the line. Who do we have on the line, Holly? Kathy is here. Hello, Kathy. Kathy, Kathy, what is your favorite Hollywood memoir? Um, Rob Lowe's Stories I Only Tell My Friends. Hmm. Yep. That's a good one to listen to as well because he actually does He does the audio book? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Did you read the actual book or did you listen to it, Kathy? I read the actual book and what was most fascinating to me was some of the stuff he shared about Martin Sheen and Mm -hmm. his two boys and the stuff that happened on the West Wing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your call. It, It is a really good one. Some oftentimes to me, what makes a really good Hollywood memoir is somebody who's so deeply embedded in Hollywood that they have ties to different generations or a certain uh, era that we appreciated. Like for Rob Lowe, that 80s era actor, yeah, that Brat Pack connection, mm-hmm. uh, he tells stories about himself, but you recognize all the other characters. Yeah. That's also very much like Debbie Reynolds because right. she was like swimming around with you know Elizabeth Taylor and I mean in that, swimming is in, not yeah. the word but um, but yes in the same pool if you will as a lot of other contemporaries six five one six four one one zero seven one wonderful Hollywood memoirs who else do we have on the line Holly Patrice is here hello Patrice Hi, Patrice. Patrice what's your favorite Hollywood memoir. I have to agree with the first caller. The the first Rod Lowe is really good. His second one I did not enjoy as much. But then if you want to get really kind of juicy and almost gross, the <laughs> Mackenzie Phillips High on Arrival. Oh, okay. What did you like about that? Um, it was kind of gratuitous, so I felt kind of dirty reading it. But it was also really fascinating to sort of see, you know, behind the scenes of rock and rollers in the late 60s, early 70s, through the 80s, and just what their lifestyle was like. It was fascinating and, like I said, kind of gratuitous. I love it. All right. Thank you. I'm here for fascinating and gratuitous. Who Six, doesn't love gratuitous, right? 651, right? 641-1071, your favorite Hollywood memoir. Uh, Bradley is thinking about listening to that or reading or listening to the Sharon Stone one. Um, I do have to say, the thing about what I keep hearing coming out of this Sharon Stone one she definitely has had some real unique experiences. And so while you said she sounds relatable because you can kind of get with her voice, the experience she's having had the oh, experiences totally. she's had have are so completely foreign to anything that we would ever experience. I mean, I think that's what why we want to read Hollywood right. memoirs, right? Because these people have experiences you and I will never experience never. in our life, but you want it you want to hear about it from someone who appreciates it as if we were experiencing it. Meaning, um somebody who arrives at fame and fortune like, "Wow, this is weird and here's why." Right. Um not somebody who, you know, maybe grew up in a bubble that doesn't understand what's 
unique and fabulous about it, about right? what they're doing, because they Absolutely. wouldn't be able to translate to those of us who've never had the experience. What's so interesting? Well, and the other piece about Sharon Stone's memoir and the thing that actually makes other memoirs good is when you know that they're not just telling you like fake gratuitous stories to get you interested, that these are like real things that happen and they're not giving you just a few of those stories. They're really going to throw open the doors to their lives and tell you all of the sorted details mm-hmm. of the things that, that occurred for them. Holly, who else do we have on the line? Carrie's here. Hello, Hi, Carrie. Carrie, uh, what's your favorite Hollywood memoir? Hi. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's written by Shelley Winters, who was in the Poseidon adventure oh, yeah. millions of years ago. The, um, the book came out in the 1980s, and she dishes old Hollywood. Um, she was actually roommates with Marilyn Monroe when they were first starting out. Oh. And um, she talks about Montgomery Clift and, and Elizabeth Taylor. She starred in A Place in the Sun with them. And she talks about hooking up with Robert Mitchum at the time. And the book is fascinating if you love old hollywood oh for sure i love that thank you for your recommendation i think she's talking about shelly also known as shirley there you go published in 1980 and she was sort of like that's such a uh wonderful um she was she rose at a time when she crossed paths with many of the people she mentioned but she was also younger than a lot of the people that she worked with and so i think was able to appreciate them as sort of the iconic individuals that they were, which again is a unique experience. Like if you if you arrived to the big Hollywood machine late uh, in its existence, you would have had a perspective that, you know, I don't know the people like Betty Davis and um, Marlon Brando and all those people would have, they wouldn't have been able to describe the situation as... Mm, as it, like from the outside. Yeah. As somebody who maybe arrived later the other thing that's great about that is not only are you getting the tales they're telling on themselves you're getting the tales they're telling on all the other juicy bit i mean Mm -hmm. that is that is Mm top-notch real quickly we got a couple emails uh david said late late at night by rick springfield it's a deep look into his life and much more than a list of songs concerts and victories Mm. a deep reflection of his mistakes and how the deepest darkest moments of his life changed his forever and then we got from mary the bio uh audrey hepburn Mm. okay there you go when we return on the colleen and bradley show somebody whose uh autobiography or memoir i would be interested in reading though it will never come out Army Hammer. Oh, ooh. Ooh. it's okay. We'll do our part after this on my talk one oh seven one. Oh, I mean, oh, are you okay over there? I'm just dealing with the fact that we have to talk about Army Hammer Belector. Oh, I know it's a rough life. Well, I just, you know, I wish. Be grateful. I wish we had like some celebrities that weren't cannibals to talk about. I mean, we do, but like, who wants to talk about them? What's going on with the Army Hammer? Oh, this is the Colleen and Bradley yeah. show. I'm hey. Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. You know who. Tainer? <laughs> You're listening to my talk 1071. Congratulations. Yay! Congratulations right. uh, for us somehow managing to put on a show for you, dear listener. Because we did. <laughs> You're welcome. Lucky you. Okay, let's talk about Army Hammer Belector, okay. uh, the cannibal du jour. Um, What's that? <laughs> that's cannibal. the cannibal of the day. Mm, that mm. sounds good. <laughs> um, so I saw this headline and I thought, wow, okay, I was wondering what was going on with Mr. Hammer. 
but the hammer has fallen again on <laughs> Mr. Hammer's career. Mm. And that is because he was just dropped from a thriller called Billion Dollar Spy, which my favorite thing in all of this, every time Army Hammer loses a project, I find myself going, oh, I didn't know about that project. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing it without (laughs) Army Hammer. For example, based on a real life story, the Billion Dollar Spy was to have Army Hammer starring as a cannibal. I'm getting a weird weird tickle vibey feedback thing happening okay um it's kind of fun okay uh based on a real life story the billion dollar spy was to star hammer as brad reed a fresh arrival at the moscow station of the cia where he's approached by soviet engineer adolf tolkachev played by mads mickelson anyway so i was like "Ooh, that sounds fascinating but like not going to be with Army Hammer. Mm-mm. So in on most uh in most days uh, most over. days okay. this headline would be like, "Oh, he's not doing this project." But you guys, this is now a long list of mm-hmm. projects that Army Hammer has lost. This is now the last remaining role he had in a film. Uh, in the works that has been taken away from him. So he has no projects in the works. I mean, that is kind of a big deal. It's a Um, very big deal, especially when you consider... Now, don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. Quote, nothing has happened. What I mean by that is public allegations have been made. Yeah, investigations are underway, underway, but charges have not been brought. Exactly. And he has essentially... Uh, lost all of his current career opportunities. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, by the way. Right. I'm just saying it is notable right. that he has now lost all projects in the works. And he has also, by the way, said very little, if anything. Well, and that's actually the thing I want to focus on, is that he's he has not responded to... I mean, the man has spoken publicly, just yeah, not no. about anything. Mm-hmm. Let's just remember Miss. Cayman Island. Oh, yeah. You know, he used his quote private Instagram to put up a video of him entering a room with a woman on all fours. Yeah. Which okay. Also, do you love how that's he's probably like one of the most vanilla creepers in a way, right? Vanilla creeper. <laughs> Can you get that in your grocery aisles? <laughs> do you have any vanilla creeper? I'm here for the vanilla creeper. That's actually what they call Army Hammer. Yeah, really. The vanilla what, creeper. Explain what you mean by he's one of the most vanilla creepers. So, I mean, I am not, this is not excusatory. Mm-hmm. That's not an actual word. It but you now. know that there are men in Hollywood who have perpetrated. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
greater crimes mm-hmm. that we will never know upon women and other people. Yeah. And he is not, and I, I guess I shouldn't even make this distinction because it just sounds dumb. I'm just saying, like, he, like, made some root. I'm not talking about the sexual assault. I'm talking about the, like, the outrage from, like, the sexy Miss, what was it? Miss Came, Miss Came- Miss Grand Cayman. Yeah. Like, uh, there was a lady in lingerie in a bedroom and he was about to, like, get busy with yeah, her. With a, like, yeah, with a red hand mark oh, on her booty. Okay. Yeah. I mean, of the things that we have talked about. That is very small. Mm -hmm. It is not to say that he doesn't deserve to have lost all his jobs. I just find it terribly fascinating that he has not said anything. Because what it likely tells me is that the lady on all fours with lingerie is not actually the thing that is costing him the jobs. Right. I think that there are actual like bones somewhere buried. Oh, for sure there like, are. I feel like there has to be a bigger crime. There, there are bigger, bigger there are issues. Th- there are things that we don't even know about yet. Yeah, the, because we read through some of the allegations, and like we said, charges haven't been brought, but there are there are formal investigations pending about some people who have stories to tell about uh, Army Hammer. And we always say on this show, where there's smoke, there's fire. When you start to hear about something enough and it starts to pick up steam, I mean, look no further than um, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein. We started to hear dribs and drabs about the stories, but as the snowball rolled down the hill and picked up speed... We had people coming out of the woodwork with stories that were all the same. They were all of a piece. Mm-hmm. There was always a move. There was always something that unified the stories. And we're starting to see that with Army Hammer. And one might think that behind the scenes, he's probably treading water pretty darn quick. But it's not just the movie roles he's lost. Yep. He's lost representation. He's a his sp- PR person, his agent. Yeah. He's yeah. a Holly, he's a pariah in Hollywood. Yeah. Nobody wants to to touch him with a 10-foot pole. By the way, he's and a he's pariah in paradise. Planet. Right. Because he's, you know, currently pariah in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't. I made fun of that. I can't help myself. <laughs> there it is. It's not quite the same. It's not, but it enough. gives us the same vibe. He's okay. just in I don't know. He's a um, pariah in paradise. Yeah, he's a pariah in paradise. So, yeah, what Colleen is talking about, dear listener, is that we've been around this block before. So, yeah. lest you think we're wearing a tinfoil hat, don't be shocked and be ready to pat us on the back when we find that he has done some stuff. Now we've gotten to the bottom of this. Yeah. Thank you. It's all about us. It's all about us. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We're going to tell you all about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Well, hello. Hi, how's it going? Oh, you know, just hanging out. We have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. What's not a thing? Not a thing. What? What? 
Huh? Uh, my D-bag? Is not a thing? Well, I mean, my D-bag is a thing, obviously, okay. but it's not a thing. What is is it? it a person or a place? Okay. Is it a noun? It's page six style Ooh. section. Mm-hmm. The whole section? Well, one particular article in the page six style section. Okay. Vaccine ready fashion? Star show skin and cut out sleeves. Jeez. Do you know that stars are wearing um, cutouts on their sleeves because they're getting jabbed by vaccines? We can all thank Dolly Parton. She did it. I mean, I'm thanking Dolly Parton for a whole other but reason. But stop using Not Dolly the shirt Parton. She wore <laughs> yeah, maybe the hundred, the millions of thank dollars you. she invested in a vaccine, yeah. which we can all now plug into ourselves. Thank you. Um, if you're able to grab an appointment, hope Please you guys do. do. So. Please as soon do as so. Possible. Thank we'd you. like to hug you in person at and the state fair. I would like an exit. I'll lick your face from this pandemic. Bye. Okay. Um, you're licking faces at the no, state fair. Heck no. Okay. Anyway, since back to vaccine on, fashion. <laughs> since appearing on Donna Karen's runways in the 90s, the cold shoulder style has filtered in and out of fashion, having been spotted on everyone from Kate Middleton to Kim Kardashian. But it seemed to fade out in favor of the mid-2010s. But that's all changed now that Dolly Parton has decided to revive the look in light of the coronavirus pandemic when she got her second dose. Excuse me, please. I mean, also, isn't that kind of cold? And you know what I would be afraid of? It's why it's called the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I get it. But <laughs> like they they show some of these and there's um that what's her name? Aunt Anya Taylor. Yep. Joy mm-hmm. from the Queen's Gambit. Yep. She's on the cover of Vanity Fair and she's got like this polka dot cutout thing mm-hmm. that would drive me to distraction. And do you know Why? Why? Because I, and you particularly would have to worry about this. Oh, because I'd have went, circular sunburns <laughs> on my shoulders. Sunburn polka dots. You make uh, a really good point. Yeah. I, like. Oh, okay. Wait. No, I need you to help me understand this. Yeah. It has polka dots in it. Well, it's not even polka dots. Polka so dot it's like cutouts. She's I am looking yeah. for this article. Can you do oh. me a favor and just share it so I can see it? It's easily? on there, honey. It's on the Vanity Fair Instagram post embedded oh, I in see the it. article. If you go Sorry. to the bottom of the article where it says it. Vanity Fair and then and then scroll down and you'll see a JLo one, which is even worse. She has the sense to wear something underneath it. Uh-huh. But you, well, that I'm, one, yeah. you'd really end up looking like... I, that would, I'd look like I had a disease. <laughs> you'd be like, Colleen looks like a Swiss cheese. You guys, That's I just nice. found... Can I just... I'm sorry. I just found last night pictures of... A trip I took when I was a teenager. It's the worst sunburn I ever got. And it was on a cloudy day, which is why I got the sunburn. Because, of course, I didn't put sunblock on. Because I'm an idiot. And I had socks on. And for some reason, just a little bit of my knee didn't get sunburned. So I had bright red legs. Yeah. But with nice little cut off. A sock cut off and a hole on my knee. Oh my god. And I was wearing shorts. It was a whole summer. It took me the whole summer oh, to yeah. get rid of that stinking thing. Oh, for sure. And this is gonna be the same thing. Like when you mm-hmm. wear cut off sleeves, okay. So you can have like a weird like you know, like men typically do if you wear short sleeve shirts, and women if they wear short sleeve mm-hmm. shirts, frankly. But, um, but you, you, you have I one think right I now. I have one right now, right? Look at that. Oh, and I lovely. Per- and I used to care about that kind of stuff. I don't care now, because um, you know I'd think, oh God, I don't want to have a tan line. Ain't nobody looking at this. Um, <laughs> but if you had cutouts, I feel like 
you're just going to end up looking like... And also, this doesn't have anything to do with coronavirus. No. Nice try. No. Nice no. try but stretching. But the retrofitting of the yes. narrative works um, for me. I, I feel like there's a lot of cutoffs lately. Do you think it's because people are getting jabs <laughs> in the how arm? How often are you getting shots, right? people? Also, my favorite, there is a whole... There are a bunch of these. I've seen people point them out when like guys will take off their entire shirt to to get the jab because oh, okay. I will their, say their shirts are too tight. There is there it there is something smart about exposing your arm in this way because it is you do have to think about what you wear when you go to get a shot. If you're a woman, you well, can't sure. take your whole shirt off yeah. <laughs> and you can't take your entire arm out, right? So you need to either have you have to layer, right? So you're mm-hmm. going to wear a t-shirt under maybe a cardigan. Sure. Something where you can easily expose your arm, but you do have to think ahead to that. You can't. But you're not then turning that into a trend. Think, like, no, oh, I agree with you. I this is wear... called my Moderna sleeve. <laughs> I won't wear my utility suit to get a vaccine. No, don't do that, Holly. That's that would true. be a poor also, choice. I don't know how you wear those things anyway, because you got to pee. Well, yeah, you unbutton it. Just, it is just, a process. Yeah, you sit it, you know, it's a little breezy when you go to the facilities, <laughs> then, I will like, say that. Then I always think, like, what happens if there's a fire and you got that thing around your legs and then you got to hurry up and quick get it back on? I mean, that is a very specific moment that <laughs> I don't I don't know that you should be dressing for that any more than you're dressing <laughs> That's true. for your That's true. Vaccine. But these are the things I think about nonetheless. And I did have a friend who had to get totally naked in order to uh, go to the bathroom You've in a stall. You've told us this before. I find that to be very strange. Yeah. Like totally That's- naked? She had to take her pants off. Yep. Well, yeah, but the top, I mean, the no, totally she took naked? them all the way off. She like kicked she the pants off. She got completely nude. All right. Not down around her anks. Just. Are we saving time by yeah. debris? Well, I. I Who doesn't hope- call them anks? <laughs> okay. Interestingly, <laughs> and totally unrelated, last night, my daughter was like, I said, what do you want for dinner tonight? And I was going to get her takeout. And I said to her, do you want nudes? Meaning noodles. <laughs> nudes? Like you were breathing? And she's like, no, mom, I'm actually really uncomfortable right now. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> like the true adolescence Ew. that she is. She was like, ish, mom. Gross. Nudes. You're like, hey, what? You want some nudes? Hey, kids, <laughs> I'm cool. Pew, pew, pew. Nudes. <laughs> Who's trying to be happy? You, you like, some when, buttered nudes? Please do me the favor the next time when this happens, because it'll be a while, yeah. when she's got a bunch of friends over. And you'll mm-hmm. be like, hey, guys, you want me to go pick up some nudes? Who wants nudes for dinner? You know. They all call their parents and get picked up immediately. Like, yeah. Sorry. Whoopsie doodles. I just meant noodles. <laughs> That's what we call noodles and company I, at my house. I do wish that I could have taken Nudes a- and co. Yeah. <laughs> Nudes and co. Anywho. <laughs> Would you like some <laughs> stroganoff? <laughs> Too far. In closing. You um, brought it up. In closing. Vaccine fashion. Yeah. <laughs> it had nothing to do with that, but I'm we sorry. still went on a fun journey. That Thank was you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, wh- uh, where are we going next? Oh, I, you know, I don't know who to make. I'm just gonna rebel, Wilson. I, oh, this is a mild D bag. Okay. I just, she's out promoting her TV show, Pooch Perfect. And <laughs> what isn't that what it's called? Yes, it's, I just, I'm 12. <laughs> We've had a really suggestive conversation, and every time I hear Pooch Perfect, I just... Think something else. Okay. But 
But what do you think she's also talking about? Well, I know because I've seen these stories yes. and I think I'm probably going to have the same reaction you do. Here's the deal. I'm I'm proud of you too, Rebel. I am proud of you. For her 65-pound weight loss, I am proud of you. And when I say 65, I mean 60-pound weight loss. I'm proud of you. That is nothing to sneeze at. I know that that takes a lot of work. I am proud of you. The headline is Rebel Wilson says she's really proud of herself after dropping 60 pounds in 2020 as she's out promoting her TV show Pooch Perfect. I am just, I can we be done? Are we are we done talking about this yet? Can, can we just talk no. about the dogs on your no, show? No, no. But can no. I can I point out why the uh, the audience might feel uncomfortable about this? Why? It's because we are trained, right, rightly so, to be be encouraging of that kind of conversation, right? Like, right. oh, you lost 60 pounds. Great. Yay. But what we've talked about and what the audience may have missed out on is that for literally the last year, the stories, and we believe, generally speaking, when, when there's a storyline about a particular celebrity, that is a storyline that's being pushed by the celebrity and their team to get in headlines, to get publicity, which mm-hmm. is what they need to fuel their career. And what we've said is that this whole narrative of her losing weight over a year was was appropriate for the, the journey itself. But yeah. we are now beyond that journey. And there doesn't seem to be anything else that anyone wants to talk about regarding Rebel Wilson other than her sick and herself included when she's speaking to media outlets mm-hmm. than the 60 pound weight loss, which is. It's not that we're frustrated at her, and I'm speaking for both of us now, yeah. but I think because we've done this together for the last year, it's that we're it's that it's sad that a professional woman who is successful in her the in her chosen career has to talk about her weight loss every single time she's asked to come on and talk about her job. And that's what it is. So this is all based on an interview she did on GMA, Good Morning America. Why did I have to clarify Thanks that? Thanks for Sorry. spelling that out. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I'll, can I just be above board on all three of us have been on weight loss journeys in our lives. Yeah. We've all had As I'm maybe sure more most than of once. our listeners have. Right, maybe more than once. Yeah. I will speak for myself when I say uh, it, there is a, it is uncomfortable to find yourself in a conversational situation where the other person wants to focus on that. And you're maybe not, that's not what you really want to focus on in a conversation. And I mean like a a conversation in passing, right? Like I've had conversations with people where they've said things like, Oh my gosh, you've lost weight. What are you doing? And I'm like, not in the mood to have that conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it isn't all I am. It is a journey I am on. Also, is... you just never know. Right. Why somebody has lost weight. Very so it can exactly. be, it's like saying like, oh, when are you due? Right. So it just, it can be a very uncomfortable conversation. But to your point, Bradley, we are trained as a society to focus all of our time and energy and attention on other people's bodies and what they look like and what they did to get to this mm-hmm. goal. And this conversation continues to perpetuate that. And as you said, this is a woman who has a career, who is doing things with her career that have nothing to do with her weight. Her her pooch perfect role doesn't have anything to do 
No, and I saw that piece about GMA asking her questions, and there were she, it looks like she's on a Zoom with like three other people. Yeah. And I- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I just thought, oh God, how uncomfortable is that that you've got all these people talking about your significant weight loss? Now, I will wag my finger a little bit in her direction when it comes to her PR people. They're because perpetuating they're that. they're the ones that are telling them it's okay to talk about this, mm-hmm. which again, so she, on some level she's comfortable and prepared and is totally has an answer for all those things. But you have to believe on a personal level. When three people are sitting there asking you about your weight loss journey, you you can't help but feel like maybe it's a little patronizing or condescending because I don't know. I'm reading a lot into this right now, but yeah. I can I'm just putting myself in this place. I think at a certain point I would be like, isn't it pathetic that I have to do this in order to be successful in my chosen field? And and I think I take the long view and I think what happens when three years down the road, she has some sort of trauma in her life, right? Maybe she loses a loved one or something happens and maybe she gains back a little bit of the weight. Or gravity. Right, or life or age (laughs) or hormones or whatever. And maybe she puts on 20 pounds and what, is she suddenly not valuable any longer in her career? Or did she fail? And I'm putting that in loose quotes because I don't believe that's a failure. No, but the media, that's the narrative that will be out there in the media. And that's the corner she's painting herself into by continuing to perpetuate And I wonder if she has an awareness of that over this last year. Like now when she opens the paper, I mean, you literally cannot open a paper. We don't do that anymore. It's opening the internet. You cannot log on to the internet and not see a headline that involves her stunning weight loss. And I wonder if she looks at that and is like... Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Oh, hello. And uh, you may have found yourself asking, what's the deal with tequila brands? You know, I was just walking down the street the other day, Colleen, wearing a mask, staying six feet apart from my fellow neighbors, yeah, you and were. I said to myself, you know, I wonder what the deal is with all these celebrity tequila brands. <laughs> I've got the answer for you. What is the deal with celebrity tequila brands? Is it big tequila? It is not big tequila, but thank you for asking. No, so it's interesting. I saw this article in uh, Insider, and and first of all, I what the first thing I thought was interesting was there's an actual academic by the name of Maria Satira, or sorry, Sarita Gaitan who wrote, she's a professor of sociology and gender studies, and she wrote Tequila, Distilling the Spirit of Mexico. She did an academic paper on tequila and the fact that there it's there's a popularity in this 
um, particular liquor at this time. And she also has opinions and thoughts on why so many celebrities have jumped on board the tequila train. Now, I just want, there is an exhaustive list in here of all the celebrities who have jumped aboard the tequila train. Okay. And let me take you on the quick journey because the most recent one we've talked about is. Uh, That's Kendall Jenner. Mm, Yes. Kendall Jenner. Kendall. Kendall Jenner jumped on the tequila train and there was a lot of backlash about it. And there's a lot of opinions about why that might be, starting with the fact that um, she's a woman. But that's a whole different, and that she's a Kardashian. That's a whole different story. Here's a list of some uh, celebrities with tequila brands. Ready? George Clooney and Randy Gerber. They, of course, had Casamigos uh, that they sold for $1 billion in 2017. Michael Jordan has a tequila. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has a tequila. Okay. Nick Jonas has a tequila. Rita Ora has a tequila. tequila. Uh, Adam Levine, Sammy Hagar, ACDC, Justin Timberlake, Sean Diddy Combs. All of those people either have their own tequila brand or have have attached themselves to a tequila brand. The same day Kendall Jenner announced her tequila brand, so did Kevin Hart announce a tequila brand. What? I know. It's bizarre. But we only hear about, you know, a few of them. My point is, you, you asked... What's the deal with all these celebrities? What's the deal? Well, apparently there's a couple reasons, and there's no one reason why, but one of them is, of course, because celebrities want to be able to turn a huge profit on a business. Exactly. So they will start something that's relatively simple, and what is simple about tequila is it's still an emerging... I know that sounds weird, because tequila's been around forever, but the... What's the word? Um... What's the word for like um industry? No, a boutique tequila experience. Bespoke. Is boutique. thank you. Thank you. It's still an emerging spirit and people appreciate tequila because of the fact that they use agave nectar which they think is healthier. Exactly. Yeah. And that you don't necessarily have to mix tequila with something else in order to enjoy tequila. Oh, okay. The tequila can be sipped and not mixed. And so it's easy to turn a profit on tequila. People are buying it by the quart or whatever. Yep. And then as a celebrity, once you gain traction, you can turn the business around and sell it for umpty foo dollars. Got it. And so that's those are the among the reasons why celebrities are diving into these tequila brands, but it's not just tequila brands, it's just alcohol in general because you could probably come up with at least two celebrities who have other alcohol varieties Well, you've right got now. wine, right? Like wineries. Yep, and then there's um what's his foot? Ryan Reynolds has like a is gin? it a gin? Yes. Um, yeah. And I imagine it's just like, you know, you do a couple of these and then there are then going to be consultants who are going to try to go look for other celebrities to do something similar to work hand in glove with, um, you know, distillers. And I just imagine it, you know, again, Hollywood is a small community as much as it's not. Um, it really is a small group of very privileged people. And I imagine you have four or five of these, you know, consultants who know how to connect people with. Um, a particular industry, and then it's it's almost like a lobbying organization. Right. You know, they're like, ooh, who else can we get to 
because on the back end you've got all these you've got the actual industry itself that's you know doing the actual work of creating these products it, which is the point right because it's the celebrity is themselves is not sitting at a big mahogany desk making <laughs> decisions about how to market their tequila brand like, i just have a true sense of no tequila mm-hmm. they slapped their name on a brand and they're they're leveraging their celebrity to push the brand and then again turn it for a tidy profit mm-hmm. but they're not in charge of the business operations they're not in the conversations for the day to day they're just not no matter how many times they try to tell you they are we well, all know Kendall Jenner had an opportunity to sponsor a tequila brand and yeah. put her name on it and that's what happened mm-hmm. when we come back mm-hmm. on the Colleen and Bradley show Big question. Is there a right way to load the dishwasher? Yes! And if so, what is it? 651-641-1071. School us on your dishwasher loading ways. After this on My Talk 1071. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.